This morning's gospel lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. Listen for the Word of God as it touches your hearts, your minds, and your souls. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. And then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. For truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Last week, Peter, Jesus gave Peter keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he gave Peter all kinds of power. And he gave you and I the same keys and the same power because God revealed and opened our eyes to the identity of who Jesus Christ is. Last week, Peter was moved by the Holy Spirit to pronounce the result of his faith that Jesus used every opportunity as a teaching moment. Did Peter get too big for his britches? I don't know. Peter saying, I'll be the man and protect you from death, Jesus, fell short, though the intention was magnanimous. He didn't quite understand. He didn't quite get it. What had to happen to Jesus in order for the ministry of the disciples and us to begin? If Jesus had just been swooped up to heaven, the relationship between us and God would not have been restored. It would have been perceived as a great magic trick. If Jesus had died on the cross, had just died on the cross, it would have, it would have just been a good man dying and suffering. For the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, had to be tortured, crucified, and then, and then rise from that death. And he did, and he did. For the disciples and for each of us, the world, so that our sins are forgiven, 
our eyes and hearts be opened so that we might perceive and know who Jesus really is. Jesus alone renewed our relationship with God. Only in a new relationship could the disciples and our calls to ministry in the name of Jesus Christ begin to roll. This week we see how quickly, see how quickly evil can step in. And how that evil can, even when it seems like it's, oh, in good intentions, that it's admirable, that it's honorable, and stepping up is quite easily disguised and forces us to take our eye off the prize. I played a lot of volleyball on Wednesday nights growing up. Actually, I should say I was grown up from the time I was 18 until I was about, oh, 35, I guess. Uh, I played, uh, played volleyball, and it was with a group of teachers at the high school. And we played at the high school. It was, a Plymouth, it was Plymouth White Marsh High School. Any folks know who Plymouth White Marsh High School is? Do you know who Kobe Bryant is? Yeah, that's the school he went to, yes. But in, in, the, in the teaching ranks there was a guy that was about that tall. And he spoke and taught Spanish. He was on the Brazilian Olympic volleyball team. The volleyball, the in land of giants. There he stood. He was a tad shorter than I, just a tad. And he was even older. He was an old man of 50. Mm. Mm. I asked him, how in the world did you play in the game of giants? And he said that his job his job was solely to set the ball so that the Giants could spike it. He was to dig the ball out low to the ground because those Giants couldn't get to the low to the ground. He very easily could dig out the ball. He could take that second pass to set it softly and deftly to anywhere and anyone in the front line. When folks, when we took a break, when we took a break, he showed me some of the finer points of what he spoke of. He taught me how to dig better. He taught me how to set better. He taught me how to serve better. He taught me how to win. He taught me so I could be on the other side so that there would be a competitive game and he wouldn't always win. He wanted it to be fair. I know that he was just toying with us. I know he was. Because when he one day asked for us to set him the ball so he could spike it in this land of giants, he jumped off the ground. This 50-year-old man jumped off the ground that high and spiked the ball. Whew. And he proved you couldn't set the ball if it wasn't set straight. You needed both to win the point. Sometimes when we all thought we knew the game and how to play it, he would just say, we've got this. He would then spike it again. Or as we went to block a spike, he would deke us and just set the ball over the net wherever we weren't. Just a simple little deke, and the point was in his favor. He humbled us. He showed us there was still plenty to learn. Jesus shows and continues to show us that there is a way for all of us, large, small, 
old and young, black and white, gay or straight, male or female, there is a room for us in the ministry of Jesus Christ. He shows us that our hearts, our hearts must be transformed and transformed continually. Jesus calls us to join him and it's not just a once and done thing. Our faith must most certainly is the foundation, but we must build on that faith. In a sense, we are stepping onto a volleyball court with the rich and poor, those that can speak English and not, short and tall, male and female. Once there, Jesus can teach us and we can learn how to execute. Our execution must be done with the understanding that there is much to learn. Oh, yes come to the Sunday school class that James Montgomery's has his name on, the pastor learns more teaching the class from the people in the class. And I'm sure the people in the class learn from the pastor. I am sure of it. There is much to learn and we all, all learn every day. We should, as the Apostle Paul states in Romans 12, love one another with mutual affection. Does it sound familiar? Love our neighbor as ourselves. We must be genuine in our love and hate what is evil, holding fast to what is good. We cannot be haphazard in our faith. We must be zealous. We must be passionate. We must be energetic in our faith. We must be willing to take a risk in that faith. But we are filled with the Spirit in all that we do to serve the Lord. We must use our resources to contribute to so the ministries here can be performed fully and so that we can extend hospitality to strangers. We should expect that every person that walks in this door, in the doors there or over here, is going to have their heart changed today, this very moment. Those people, they, they may be family members, fellow church members, they may visit or be visitors, they may be seeking. With this being the chance, this being the chance today that the Holy Spirit has to work at changing hearts, changing and enlivening them. It may be an enemy or one that persecutes you or us for the faith that we have. We are called to bless them and not curse them. We are called to live in harmony, open our hearts to everyone equally. Rejoice when one of our family rejoices and weeps when one weeps. But we rejoice when one rejoices. Right, Linda? We rejoice. We're called not to be vengeful, but to live in peace with everybody, to be humble and be patient in suffering and pray with perseverance. We're moved to remember that, and, and I paraphrase uh, the Reverend Billy Graham now. I paraphrase him. It's God's job to judge, the Holy Spirit's to convict, and Jesus Christ's to save. Our call, our call, our mission, our passion, our purpose is to love. Is to love. These are the marks of the true Christian, the true follower of Christ. But that's not all. It builds on our faith foundation. We must allow our hearts to be changed, enlivened, to be energized, to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. 
each and every day, especially in this place, especially today. With changed hearts and new strength, we'll seek out God's teachings through studying God's Word, be it Sunday school or a life group or a Bible study you might have at your home. We all yearn for the opportunity to preach the good news to any and all around us, don't we? We all can't just wait. We just can't wait to spread that good news. When we walk out these four doors, when we go to lunch, we just can't wait to tell the waitress about that sermon the pastor just preached was magnificent. <laughs> the music was spectacular, but more so the spirit was just enlivening in this place. We just can't wait. We can't wait to bring our friends next week to be humbled that the God, the omnipotent God that created the heavens, the earth, that created everything all around us, that gave us everything that we need, sent a son to live, to teach, and to die so that we might live and take up our cross, not his, but our cross, and follow him. God's grace, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer would say, God's grace was not cheap, and his words were not empty, for his is a promise of eternal life, and we need only to follow, and he will lead the way. He calls us to remember all that he did for us right here at this table, his table. My brothers and sisters, I urge you to pray often to listen continuously, love deeper and keep your eye on the prize. Be open to the Holy Spirit moving you to use your time, your talents, and your giving to further the kingdom of God. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. Do not be distracted by evil or other idols placed in front of you. For if God is for you, who can be against you? And now in his name, by his command, let us come to this table, his table, to remember what he did for you and for me. Amen.